What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Well, hello, my friends. Good day to you. Welcome back to the Brain Body Resilience Podcast. I'm your host, JPB. This is episode number 82, which, you know, every week I'm just so, so impressed that it continues to grow every week. So, you know, I'll keep counting those. But let's get into this today. I wanted to get on here and talk about procrastination. This is a big one, and in the way of causing stress that we can absolutely cut out, uh, yeah, this is the one. So I was thinking about my own procrastination uh, sometime in the last couple of weeks. I don't remember exactly what it was about, but I was very aware of how much energy I was spending on thinking about doing this thing and putting it off and looking at, you know, this thing sitting on my to-do list and then avoiding it. So let's talk about procrastination and a bit about what it is, what it isn't, and you know what to do with it. Getting ready for this episode, I was reading a couple of articles and I I saw one of those kind of just automated Google questions on the list that said, how do I stop being lazy and procrastinating? And immediately I had a reaction to this. So I was like, yeah, let's talk about this. Remember that language shapes the meanings that we assign to things. It gives it structure. It gives it boundaries. It gives it shape. How we talk to ourselves and how we talk about ourselves matter. And procrastination doesn't mean that you are lazy or you are fundamentally flawed in some way, or there's some kind of curse that is specific to your ability to manage time. So let's talk about what it is. It is a way of coping with negative moods and emotions that come up with certain tasks around certain things. And that has a lot of layers attached according to what meanings we have attached to those tasks, to those things throughout our lifetime. Procrastination is done with the awareness that we're avoiding the task and that it is not the best thing for us. We do it anyway. And then that's why we go go on to beat ourselves up about it. And the more we procrastinate, the stronger the unpleasant feelings around this task are, because that's the association we have, and the more we want to avoid it. See how that is building, see where that cycle is building. So rather than, you know, you're lazy and broken, I would like to propose another option that procrastination is a sign of dysregulation in your nervous system, because it is. Procrastination is a symptom of several other issues, including ADHD, eating disorders, depression, perfectionism, anxiety, which are all founded in nervous system dysregulation. What it is, is an avoidance strategy, and we use it for so many different reasons. Some of them being fear of failure. That one is a driving force behind procrastination. The fear of failing at the task we have to complete And one piece of procrastination is to avoid finishing a task. While I often think of procrastination as the avoiding getting started in the first place, because for me, that's where I struggle. 
Once I get started, I know I will finish. I don't like to have things left undone. And usually once I get started on something, I can kind of find my groove and get into it or just know that it will get done faster if I just keep going. But in either case, we're avoiding the start or we are avoiding the finish in fear that we will fail or we won't be good enough in some way. Another is the fear of being criticized. And this could be conscious or unconscious recognition of this. And the criticism can come from the outside or from within us. In many cases, we criticize ourselves far more than anyone else does. Um, Low self-esteem or the belief that we can't accomplish the task is another underlying reason that we procrastinate, which can then lead to that cycle of self-defeat. Not being able to focus is another one. When we don't have the attention and focus we need to complete something, it can feel defeating to even get started. And so when we think about these things and we think further into this fear response, many times there are secondary emotions attached. For example, feeling ashamed because we are so overwhelmed about something. And when we're talking about procrastination, it isn't just about the feelings on our, you know, about the things on our to-do list, not getting done that stresses us out. But when we're avoiding negative emotions and important tasks, this leads us to more stress, more de-stress about these things. And then we retreat from that situation. And then we beat ourselves up because we did it again. And we know better. Studies have shown us that the amygdala is increased in size in chronic procrastinators which is a symptom of the constant arousal of the fight or flight response. And that leads to that kind of hijacking of the thinking brain. And we don't have access to our higher level reasoning and judgment and logic and planning. And so when this happens, we are stuck in an emotional reactivity state. And the reaction is to avoid and escape the thing that is a threat that doesn't feel good. The task at hand that's triggering our sense of fear and self-doubt. We are avoiding that at all costs. And the secondary shame and judgment that like to tag along with that just add on to that cycle. And so when your emotional brain and your thinking brain are, you know, fighting back and forth about, you know, just do it now and then it'll be done. But wait, don't do it because avoid these feelings at all costs. Remember that action alleviates the anxiety that comes with this, and it gets your frontal lobe back in the driver's seat. So now that we know what it is, I'm going to throw these out here and hope it's helpful. These are my, we'll call it my top five steps to beating the procrastination that leaves you feeling a little bit like you're spinning out of control while swimming through quicksand. So number one. Start by being really honest with yourself about your priority. What are your priorities and which one comes first? And then what is not a priority for today or maybe ever? Ask yourself the questions, get curious. Is this thing that you're spending your time and energy worrying about getting done, not getting done, and then it's still taking up your mental space because it's still on your to-do list? Is that thing really important to you? Is it a priority to you or can you take it off your plate completely? And if you hear yourself, you know, saying as you're asking yourself these questions and getting curious, some of the, some kind of red flags that you can look for, little guideposts, 
If you hear yourself saying things like, I should, I need to, these are red flags because when we say should, it's generally a sign that, you know, it's not important to us. It's not actually our priority. We know maybe we should do this thing, but we're not going to. We don't care at this moment in time. It's not a priority. It could be a thing that we know would be really good for us, but we haven't come to a space where we have a deep enough reason why it is actually important for us to take action, or it could just be someone else's priority altogether. So get curious. And also within this, stop trying to make everything a priority. Priority is singular. So pick the one thing, just the next thing to do that has to get done. Focus all of your energy and attention there and then do that. And then it's done and you pick the next priority. So get honest with yourself about your priorities. Number two, lower the barrier to entry. Make it as easy as possible to get that shit done. So much of the time we feel like it needs to be hard. It needs to be worth it. We have to earn it. We need to struggle to celebrate. And if we're not stretching ourselves thin, it's not an accomplishment. And I'm just like, throw that shit out. (laughs) Because yes, challenging yourself is important for growth and adaptation and learning and all of the things, but we don't need everything to be hard. Life is going to be hard on its own. So let the places where it's easy, just be easy and call it what it is, a win. Reward yourself for the process, for the steps that it takes that need to be taken in order to get to that end goal. This is the one we often overlook uh, and you know withhold that celebration or even recognition of the small wins along the way because you know, we deem them as insignificant. But here's the thing though, you are the only one who can decide for yourself what is significant in your life for your journey. When we're using someone else's roadmap for our journey, it's never going to fit well. So again, get curious. And number four, let go of the idea that you are a perfectionist. And I just work better under pressure is another version of that. You're a human. And we, my friend, are riddled with flaws, and that is wonderful. You're never going to be perfect, and neither is anyone else. So let what you do be beautifully flawed in the way that only you can create it to be. I used to think I was a perfectionist. Everything had to be perfect, in place, pretty. I would lose my shit if it wasn't, because I just like things to be nice. I graduated with honors from the honors college because I was such a high achiever. But really, I was just so terrified that everyone would find out what I already knew to be true, that I was not good enough. I didn't know that then, but now that I like myself and I make my own measurements of success in my life and about myself, I suddenly have no need to be a perfectionist. It's interesting how that works out. So learn to like who you are and accept yourself on a profound and unconditional level. And you will see so many of those structures that you are being crushed under fall away. And that doesn't mean you're going to love everything about yourself all of the time or even like it. It doesn't mean that you don't have goals to grow or change, improve, But it does mean that even without all of that, you still hold yourself in regard. So whatever you need to do to start liking who you are and accepting yourself, go to therapy, spend some time sitting alone, get curious, 
instead of automatically jumping to judgment. And number five, the magic that brings it all together, intention and awareness. Being intentional with your time, your energy, your attention, how you talk to and about yourself, being aware of your priorities, and then being aware of when what you're doing is out of alignment with what you want, what gives you energy and allows you to function your best. Pay attention. All right, so let's wrap this all together. Number one, there's nothing wrong with you. Procrastination isn't a motivation or organizational problem, something foundational with your time management. It is a tool that you use to cope with the feelings you don't want to feel. So we need to build tools that serve us better. Start by getting curious and being honest with yourself about what your priority is and making sure that it's actually your goal and not someone else's. Then make it as easy as you can on yourself, both to get started and to finish. Let it be easy, as the brilliant Dr. Shante Cofield always says, and celebrate all of your wins. Celebrate the process. Reward the process of doing the thing, and your brain will want to do it more. Stop using perfectionism as a shield. Do what you need to do to learn to support yourself and trust yourself to handle the outcomes, and watch how that changes. And the always MVPs, of every game, intention and awareness. Until we are aware of something, until we are aware of something, we can't do anything to manage it. So pay attention to what, with who, and how you spend your energy and adjust as necessary. I'm going to leave it there. My challenge for you this week is to pick one of these five and try and implement that into your days. Maybe make a note of how that works, which part of it's working, which part of it's not and then revisit that. I'm so happy that you have chosen to join me again, continually. I'm so grateful for you being here. I am, again, I know you could be anywhere. You choose to be here, giving me your time and precious attention. And these are finite things. These are our most precious of resources. And I do not take that for granted ever. I'm so, so grateful that y'all are here. And so I wish you a beautiful week. Until we do this again, I am out of here.